This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So it has been an eventful 48 hours. Uh, I'm recording this on Thursday the 9th. Um, some crazy stuff has gone down throughout the NBA, and um, we got to talk about it. We got some trade stuff. We got LeBron. We That's pretty much it, but I mean, the trades are massive. LeBron is, the news is huge. So let's just jump into it. All right, so let's start with LeBron. LeBron is officially the NBA's all-time scoring leader, 38,390 points, got the 36 points he needed in the game against Oklahoma City. I wasn't so sure. I was thinking he would, a lot of, and a lot of people were thinking he would do it against Milwaukee on Thursday. He said, nope, doing it now. Um, and man, LeBron, incredible, just... Um, I, there, there's just no words for it. I mean, we never thought this record would be broken. We just never did. Because we were thinking, you know, for LeBron to catch up, he's going to have to do it until he's about 40, which he did. And, you know, Kareem had 38,000 points. Second best at that point was Carl Malone at 36,928. And Kobe had 33,643. And Jordan had 32,292. So, yeah, had to build up quite a lot of points when LeBron was down around, I think, the top 10 area. Because um, number 10, Shaquille O'Neal, 28,000. So you still got to get 10,000 more points. And um, never thought it'd be done. Not going to lie, I really did think, and I understand that, like, health is a different thing now. People understand what to put in their bodies to get the most out of it. I never thought that the way LeBron played, the style he played, the high-flying and just complete total action that he does, did I ever think that he would be able to to sustain that up until around 40 years old to break this record? And I was wrong. Clearly, I was wrong. Um, Kareem was at the game, gave him the ball, and... um, yeah, just to um, – I don't want to take anything away from LeBron, but you have to acknowledge Kareem, um, someone who also played until he was – I think he retired around 42, 40. Um, and for someone who – he broke a record that we never thought would be broken. He broke Wilt Chamberlain's record at 31,419. No one thought it would be done at that point. Kareem changed it. And I looked up how old was Kareem when he broke – the record, he was 37. Yeah, right. Uh, I can read this. Game stopped as Abdul-Jabbar's teammates rushed to congratulate him, and the fans gave him an extended standing ovation. Abdul-Jabbar, 37, was then taken out of the game after making 10 of 14 from the field and 2 out of 2 from the foul line, plus 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Um, Kareem was able to do on a skyhook. LeBron did it on a fadeaway jumper, which I think a lot of people betting on what how he's going to do it. So a couple people made money. He made a two-pointer. Um, 
was hoping it was going to be at some form of a hook. It's like the sky hook is tough to do. Like if you don't do it like throughout your career, you're not going to be able to nail it on your first try. Um, but yeah, just LeBron, man, what a, what a career. And he's not done. He's not going to be done. Um, he's going to hit 40,000 and, um, now we're going to look at who, who's going to break it. I don't know. There, there's a lot of people to where I don't know if they can do it. Like Kevin Durant is at 26,000. He's like kind of with injuries kind of nearing the end of like high, high productivity. James Harden, Russell Westbrook are at 24,000. Um, yeah, I don't think they could do it. Chris Paul's at 21, and no chance. Steph Curry's at 21, no. DeMar DeRozan's at 21, no. Damian Lillard's at 18,000 at number 70. Don't think that's, I mean, yeah, I get 22,000 more points. Oh, no matter how young you are, Rudy Gay is at 17,000. That's not happening. He's probably nearing the end as well. Um, Paul George, 15,000. Don't think so. Giannis at 15,000. No, he's going to get close enough. But, I mean, God, he's... We got to look at someone who is super, super, super young. Like a Luka Doncic at this moment where, like, first couple years in the league really need to see where they're at. Just a lot of current players on this list that you, I just don't see in the top 250, don't see them happening. And, I mean, to get in the top 250, Joe Caldwell's at 12,619. So, I mean, it's tough to get into the top 250. Now get into the top 50, top 10, top 2, top 1. An incredibly difficult goal. And he's and I've heard this a ton. People are, like, saying, well, you know, like, People are probably going to say, well, Kareem, you know, he was a year younger. Yeah, he was a year younger to break a record that was 7,000 points fewer. And he took it 7,000 points fewer and further. Um, and, you know, like LeBron came out of high school. Kareem had to play four years of college. Kobe came out of high school. And Kobe's in fourth place at 33,000 points. And I've and Kobe's someone who we think is ball dominant. I don't think of LeBron James as a ball dominant person. Yeah, he gets his points, obviously. He has the most ever in NBA history. But he's an excellent passer. He's one of the top guys in assists in the NBA. And at the age of 38, he's averaging 30 points a game. And throughout January, he was averaging like 40. We don't see this at 38 years old. Kobe retired at 38 after a couple of after the Achilles injury, after a ton of other injuries. Kobe retired at 38. LeBron is breaking the scoring record at 38 and is not going to slow down. He's probably going to get to 40,000 points by the end of by the time it's all said and done. Maybe more. 19 years in the NBA. Kobe went for 20 years. Debuted October 29th, 2003 against the Kings. And his first dunk was basically from inside a three-point line, dunk on a fast break. An incredible career. Something that 
I think people now are going to have to have the true conversation. Who is the GOAT? Not the whole, well, you know, Jordan won six. I don't care. Jordan won six. He went six or six. I understand. LeBron has gone to like 10 NBA finals. Something that hasn't been done, what, since like Bill Russell went to as many. He won 11. Who else has gone to as many NBA finals as LeBron has on different franchises? In different eras of different franchises. He went with the Cavs when it was basically just him and Anderson Verjao and like Zydrunas Elgowskis and Eric Snow, Daniel Booby Gibson. And he gets swept by the Spurs, sure, but he made it. Then goes to Miami. Goes for four straight years. And I understand it's a super team, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They lose to the Mavericks. They lost to the Spurs. Going... Playing to June for four straight years is tough on anyone. No matter how much star power you have, it's tough. Then he goes back to Cleveland, goes for another four straight years. There was at one point in time where the finals and LeBron were synonymous with each other. And I think we're still kind of like that. Not as much recently, but, you know, like, we're not that far off from when LeBron was going to the finals every year. Yeah, he lost to the Warriors a bunch of times. He beat them once. He beat a 73-9 and team. And granted, they didn't have Draymond Green. I understand it. But he beat a 73-9 and team. So that's another record we never thought would be broken. No one ever thought that that Bulls record would be broken. A 72-10. and Warriors get it at 73-9. and And they lose to LeBron on the chase down block. And you know, I know Kyrie Irving hit the shot. But that shot doesn't matter without that block. Um, and then you know, like he then he goes to L.A. His first year in L.A., he gets injured. He he messes up with his groin, not able to go to the finals. Then in 2020 to the bubble, works his tail off and wins a championship. I don't. It's not a Mickey Mouse ring. The only chance that it's a Mickey Mouse ring is because it was at Disney. That's it. I don't want to hear, oh, my God, Mickey Mouse ring, one of the easier championships to be won. No, not at all, actually. Like, the bubble is a tough environment that a lot of people I don't think can make it. LeBron did. A lot of perseverance had to go into that bubble, leaving your family behind for a, for months at a time. And I get it. Sometimes that can be the case for the NBA. But your family can go and visit you on away games. They can come to home games. They weren't able to do that in the bubble until the very end. And then I don't even think they were allowed to stay in the same room as you. LeBron has had an incredible career. Again, not finished. I'm going to say, state that he's not. He is far from done. So, two... All of his basketball reference nicknames, King James, LBJ, Chosen One, Braun Braun, The Little Emperor, The Akron Hammer, and L-Train. I salute you. And with his list of accolades, 19-time All-Star, 07-08 scoring champion, 19-20 assist champion. He was an assist champion at like 36 years old, 35. As a forward, four-time NBA champion, 18-time All-NBA, 0304 All-Rookie of the Year, 0304 All-Rookie, 
three-time All-Star MVP, six-time All-Defensive player, four-time MVP, four-time Finals MVP, NBA 75th anniversary team, and the NBA's all-time leading scorer at right now 38,390 points. Incredible. All right, now let's get into some trades. Big time trades happening. Um, I was list- I was watching uh, Kenny for real, which is king of the fourth quarter. If you haven't seen his YouTube channel, check him out. Um, he is one of the o- not OG YouTubers, but I think he is just because like when he got a start, he's playing Sporkle quizzes and he knew a lot about basketball. And now he has his own podcast on House of Highlights through the wire, and um, yeah, Kenny just knows his stuff, and I was listening to him a little bit. I didn't listen to too much because I was like, well, I don't want to, um, I don't want to repeat what he said on this podcast, but um, yeah, whatever happens today, I completely agree with Kenny on Thursday, does not matter because the biggest trades, I think, of the entire season happened or maybe of the entire past couple years, have happened before the trade deadline hits. Trade deadline is at 3 o'clock today as as of when I'm recording this. So, yeah. Let's start. I don't want to go too far down. Let's just see. I think a kind of big one was in all the way back in January, the 23rd, the Lakers got Rui Hachimura, uh, swapped him for Kendrick Nunn and a few second-round picks, which is fine. Um, Again, not the biggest one. The next big trade, or I guess the next trade, wasn't until February 5th, so four days ago, as the time of recording is 10 days ago from when you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on the first day, it's uploaded. The Mavericks get Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris as they trade away Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. So the the Kyrie situation. Um, Kyrie has been up and down throughout the year. Like He's been injured every now and then. He had the whole um, anti-Semitic scandal, which I don't know. I guess people are over it at this point. I don't know. It's just like... It's tough to root for a guy like that. It's kind of like Kanye, you know, like you kind of you can't just really be like, well, you know, like he said what he said and he's, you know, he's like apologized. I don't know, man. It's a weird environment and uh, I just don't feel comfortable yet embracing Kyrie again. Um, he said what he said and, um, yeah, it's just tough for me. Maybe down the line, I'll, uh, understand but right now it's just one of those things like eh, i don't really want to embrace him again so he goes to the nets and they're working on a contract extension this is what this is what everyone heard at first and apparently they just could not come to an agreement he's like okay well at least trade me i want you to get some something for me at least before i walk and then the news comes out that Kyrie's like, oh, yeah, that's not true. I wasn't even going to take a max contract extension from the Nets. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. 
<laughs> so the Nets are like, okay, well, I guess we got to trade him. Um, so everyone's pointing Lakers. They're like, if you just do Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, that'd be probably pretty even in terms of cap and also maybe some skill. You might have to give up a few more people if you're the Lakers or picks. Um, Yes, everyone's like, oh, my God, Kyrie's going to be a Laker. Kyrie's going to be a Laker. Not looking at anywhere else in the league where he could go. It's like, oh, he's just going to be a Laker. Like, LeBron wants him back. He's going to be a Laker. And then, um, yeah, it gets traded to the Mavericks. So now he's going to be paired up with Luka Doncic. Um, And I don't know. The Mavericks gave up some pieces that were pretty important to them last year when they made that run, and they beat the Suns, the defending Western Conference champions. Um, because Dinwiddie and Dorian Finn Smith were good for the Mavericks last year, and now they're just gone. So now the question goes to who who gets the ball? Is it Kyrie? Is it Luca? Um, we've seen this before to where you know Kyrie had to kind of give the ball up for LeBron, and Kyrie was like, No, I'm not about this. I want my own team. Then he had his own team. And it never worked out in Boston. And he's like, okay, I'm going to team up with Kevin Durant, actually. So, yeah, I'm going to go back on what I said, actually. I, well, I mean, I don't want to say that. That's kind of that's kind of a whatever. But uh, he said, like, you know, I understand LeBron now. It's tough having your own team. And, um, yeah, so Kyrie goes in. That's never works out. They're, they're, like, there was never a good time for them. Like it, and when they had that big three, someone was injured at some point, or someone was not able to play. Um. Yeah, and so now the question is, who gonna, who's going to get the ball? But then, out of nowhere, when everyone is debating who's going to get the ball, oh my God, Luca and Kyrie, what's going to happen? There's a report that comes out that the Nets GM, Joe Sy, said that he was not trading Kyrie to the Lakers at any at any cost. Okay. So he just he just straight up admitted that he didn't want the Lakers to have a better chance at winning the championship at his own doing. In which I mean I kind of get it. You know, like when the past couple of years, people have been predicting, oh, I think that the finals is going to be Nets-Lakers. You don't really want to trade one of those pieces for you to that other team. It's like when the Celtics and the Lakers would make a trade. It just doesn't feel right, you know? Um, but yeah, so now it's like who gets the ball. The Mavericks are like a few games out of second place in the West, so now we got to figure out who's going to have what. Kyrie did pretty well. I think he had like 20 or something last night for the Mavericks in his debut. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just tough because <laughs> part of me is like, okay, I, I kind of like this. I, I, I do like it. But then there's another part of me where I'm like, this could be a total disaster. Kyrie had 24 in his debut, by the way. Um, we were talking about this in my sports broadcasting class. Um, we were getting ready to do a, uh, sports talk segment and our professor, Annie Brown, my, my partner in, uh, broadcasting here at Trine, 
asked us in a Zoom call, so what's everything in the Kyrie thing? And I was just like, I, I, I don't know why. It just, to me, it feels like this could either be a revolution or a complete train wreck. Nothing in between. Like, not like, oh, let's look forward to the future or anything. No, I feel like this is either going to work out beautifully or go up in flames. And I'm kind of le- leaning more towards go up in flames just because it's Kyrie Irving. When has anything not gone up in flames when Kyrie Irving is involved? So it's a tough situation. So yeah, that's a big trade that happened. Um, nothing else really happened. The Nets started trading some pieces. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like it didn't get as big a news as what I thought it would. But I think it was because something else had happened later in the night. But last night, February 8th, the Lakers finally trade Russell Westbrook in a three-team deal. I've heard about Russell Westbrook trades for like, I don't know, a year now. I think I talked about it on the podcast. I think it was over the summer, maybe earlier in the fall, um, when the, there were so many rumors, oh, my God, Russell Westbrook's going to the you know, They're looking for to trade him to the Pacers. And I've heard it before. Like I've heard this a million times. I, I understand it. It didn't happen once. It's probably not going to happen again. And it didn't. So the Lakers trade away Russell Westbrook. It's a three-team trade, so we have some a bunch of moving pieces here. Russell Westbrook goes to the Jazz along with Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones. The Timberwolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and three second-round picks. The Jazz also got a 2027 first-round pick, in which I think they have like 19 first-round picks for like the rest of the 2020s. So that's great for them. And then the Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. I like this move for the Lakers. I really do. I mean, you get straight up told like, hey, I'm not trading Kyrie to you. Okay, I'm going to get someone else who's pretty good at the point guard position who's available on the market. And you get rid of Russell Westbrook, in which everyone's been saying to do that for like a year now, basically. Um, and I mean, Russell was getting better, so I think that's why this trade happened. I think his trade stock was getting a little bumped up. And, um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, his career started out with the Lakers. You know, he's drafted number two overall behind Carl Anthony Towns. He does fine. I mean, like, the whole ice in his veins thing came from him in L.A. Um, then he gets traded as a part of a sign-in trade for, like, Timothy Mozgov, <laughs> which, my God. Um yeah, so he gets traded there. He becomes an all-star there. So, you know, like, he really proved what was happening. Like, hey, this is what I'm about. Then he gets traded and signed trade to the Warriors for Kevin Durant. Um, and it never really worked out when it came to Golden State. I think he was injured quite a lot, and, like, Steph was injured throughout the year. And if Clay was injured, obviously, that was after the ACL tear. So, um. It never really worked out. Then he moves on, goes to the Timberwolves. He got traded there. He a lot of trades happening for D'Angelo Russell. And you know what? He does fine. Like he's not the guy in Minnesota. You can argue he's the number three guy there. Um, but still, he's an all-star caliber player. 
And now you have him going to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And Rui Hachimura, I guess. So, um, yeah, I think a really good trade for that. Um, I think that he goes under radar just because he was in Minnesota. If you're not Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Edwards in Minnesota, are you really in Minnesota? <laughs> are you really playing, actually? Like, a lot of people just forget when someone's in Minnesota, they're like, oh, yeah, he's still playing. Um, that was, I think that was Pat Bev for me, like, last year when, you know, he jumped up on the scores table after winning the first game of a three-game series in a play-in game, um, acting like he won the championship. Which I I'm, I don't mind it. I mean the Timberwolves have not won in a long time, but I was like, oh yeah, like Pat Bev is on the Timberwolves. Okay, so that's not a big time trade. The Lakers get a piece that I think they desperately need a point guard who can be more reliable on scoring, and then you know like the Knicks get Josh Hart for Cam Reddish to the. Blazers, I guess that's a good one. I'm not sure. Toronto Raptors get Jakob Pertle back, trading him from the Spurs. Um, All right, big deal. The granddaddy of them all, last night, like, technically it's February 8th, but I think the news, like, broke in at, like, 11.59, basically. The day before the trade deadline ends... The Suns trade for Kevin Durant. The Suns got Durant and TJ Warren. So TJ Warren's going back. And the Nets got Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder for four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap. Um, from what I understand, I don't think we know if any of these are protected or not. I would assume not just because. Yeah, I think the Suns will be fine. Um, so, yeah, KD. I did a whole episode on KD after he requested a trade, and um, the Suns was, like, the most reasonable destination he was going to. Is either that or Miami, I think. Um, so, yeah, if, if please go listen to that, the story of Kevin Durant episode. I think that's one of the better episodes I've done in terms of my research and um, piecing something together. And I think I did a decent job at telling Kevin Durant's story. Um, Not getting into the nitty-gritty of it all, but still fine. So, he gets, Durant ends up getting what he wants. I think after the trade with Kyrie happened, the Nets owner is like, let's just get Kevin out of here. That's kind of what he wants, honestly. And um, so he goes to the Nets. I mean, to the Suns. Teaming up with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. A team that made it to the finals in 2021. But I just don't know yet if they're going to make it that far. Because Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder are extremely solid role players who play their role very, very, very well. Kale Bridges is one of the best defenders in the league. Cam Johnson is always good for about, I don't know, like 9, 10, nine to 10 points a game. He seems like he's always getting that. Jay Crowder has been a piece on so many finals-bound or NBA championship teams that, you know, he's he's just important to a team like Phoenix. And, 
Losing all three of those guys, along with four first-rounders and a 2028 swap. Um, yeah. It's tough. And, you know, like, TJ Warren, he's not what he was. You know, like, bubble TJ Warren will never happen again. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, no pun intended, Suns fans. It's just not happening with TJ Warren. I don't care what you say. Um, yeah. But give me up those three pieces and Bridges, Johnson, and Jay Crowder. Ugh, I just uh, don't know. Um, will Kevin Durant make up for the scoring of those guys? Yeah, I think so. But I think losing three people in your bench like that, I mean, Bridges is a starter. I think Cam Johnson started a couple games. But losing key guys like that from your possible bench or in starting lineup, um, it's something you have to overcome. And I think Monty Williams is a really good coach. I mean, obviously, he won coach of the year a couple years ago. But, um, yeah, just one of those things where what, like, what's, uh, what's the goal with this? I, obviously, the goal is to win a championship. But you gave up a lot of pieces, and now it's just... Uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see. I mean, we got we got some big part, big chunk of the season left. I mean, All Star break is coming up next week, so um, we'll definitely have to see. I'm intrigued to see what happens with the. Uh, obviously, the All Star game is going to stay with what it is because now it's not East and West anymore. It doesn't really matter. But two East All Star starters got traded to the West. What, what is that? Happen? What is that going to do? With all this stuff, it's I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting to see, like, in a stat book, what's gonna happen. Um, just what team do you claim? Obviously, I mean, you can't claim the Nets because they traded them, but they're an East All Star starter. So I I don't know. I found I've thought about that. I found it very interesting. Um. Yeah, so we got All-Star coming up. We got like another week or so, maybe another couple days of NBA basketball before All-Star kicks in, take a little bit of a break. And, um, yeah, that's the big trade of the decade so far. I think it's probably the biggest trade of 2020s, maybe, other than the James Harden going to Brooklyn trade. But I think this was so unexpected. I think that Harden trade was like half expected. That um, yeah. This I think this is a this is a blockbuster. That it defines the term blockbuster, in my opinion. So, with that, that will be it for this week. Want to thank you for listening. Um, you know, a lot of good stuff happening in basketball right now. I think, and I know a lot of people are saying, like, you know, basketball's kind of getting stale for people. I don't get it at all. I mean, I'm a basketball junkie, basically. So, for me, I love it. All of this news coming out, LeBron breaking a scoring record on Super Bowl week, by the way, is amazing. Um, so, yeah. People are going to start asking NFL players about LeBron, and that's going to be the story all week. Thank you, LeBron. I really appreciate you. Um, so, yeah. That's it for this week. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at DFR00. I will talk to you next week. Peace.
Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.